episode of the Quilly Kosciuszko podcast, powered by JC Innovations and Kedco, the Kosciuszko Economic Corporation. This is the podcast where we help to bring together some of the people, some of the organizations, some of the, uh, the places that make Kosciuszko County so unique. So, Jody, great to be with you again today. You as well, Alan. Awesome. And so excited to be here today with Jason Brown, owner of 110 Craft Meadery, one of our leading restaurateurs in Kosciuszko County, and also great. New, recipient, uh, new recipient of our Rising Leader Award, one of the rising leaders of our community. So, Jason, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, well-deserved. Well-deserved. Congratulations. And thank you so much for the uh, the Rising Star uh, Award. That was, uh, that was uh, very appreciated. So, thank you. Hey, it was well-deserved. I mean, just like with this podcast, we uh, we can do a lot more to help highlight who's here and, and uh, some of the great people that are making a difference in the community. So, so Joe, well, over I, to you. Uh, yeah, doing good. Um, just uh, for people listening, we are actually recording this online. Uh, so you may hear a little bit of audio difference from the other podcast, the other episodes of the podcast. Um, but uh, just a note to the listeners. I'm doing well. Excited to be talking to Jason Brown. Uh, early shout out to 110. If you guys want the best steak salad, uh, you're going to find anywhere in northern Indiana. It's at 110. <laughs> well, we do appreciate that for sure. Uh, COVID has been a, a bit of a, a new world for us, but uh, but we're still we're still doing our thing. Right now, we're doing it Wednesday through Saturday, 5:30 to 8:30. And then Wednesday, Thursday, we're doing some family meals, and uh, we're just keeping it kind of limited, but we're still doing doing what we can. So um, I know Jason just from you know having good conversations and enjoying um, the fantastic restaurant you put together. But I, I'm anxious to learn more. So Jason, can you give us a, give us a little snapshot to how the great Jason Brown came to be? <laughs> well, that that's very generous. Um, so. You know, when I was thinking about doing this whole podcast thing, I was like, okay, so if I'm going to have to tell a story about my life and where it started from, I'm going to need to make it sound like a fairy tale. Uh, but I really couldn't come up with anything that, that sounded good from a fairy tale standpoint. So we'll just do what, what's honest. We'll just do what's real. So <laughs> it, it, all started, uh, it all started when I was about 15 years old. I, uh, my family and I, were, we were eating at a restaurant in town called Noah Noah, which is still kind of the, the food staple of, uh, of the eating out world for Warsaw or Kosciuszko County. They've been around since, gosh, the mid nineties. And uh, so my family and I, we were having dinner. Um, server at the time had kind of made a joke to my dad about that the, the restaurant needed uh, a new employee or some more help. And of course, growing up in, in a, uh, we'll call it a, a, a blue collar family, you know, where, where work was something that was expected of you very early on. My dad looked at her and said, well, he needs a job. And, you know, like I said, I was just 15 years old, didn't really have my license yet. I had my learner's permit. And so she leaves the table. She comes back about 10 minutes later and she goes, well, the, uh, the owner says he needs somebody. And if he can be here on Tuesday, he'll interview him. So mom dropped me off next Tuesday. I sit down with the owner, Scott Woods, and 
Scott looks at me and he goes, can you cook? And I said, well, I'm 15, so I know how to make quesadillas and a few other things, you know, uh, chili cheese nachos, bologna sandwiches. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty decent at cooking. And he goes, all right, well, I'll see you tomorrow at two o'clock. So now this is this is Wednesday. So I show up Wednesday. He throws me on the hotline uh, on saute. We go through dinner service. And from that moment on, I fell in love with food. And so I ended up working for Scott all the way through uh, high school and college on and off as much as I could. And uh, and Scott really kind of taught me the ropes of what was so beautiful about hospitality and customer service and just what food does for people. And so from then, uh, like I said, I worked for him, you know, uh, all the way until like my mid 20s. And then uh, I was studying business management at IU and uh, IUPUI in Indianapolis. And when I was done with that, I ended up working for my father, who was actually an orthopedic sales rep, uh, who eventually became an orthopedic distributor. And uh, so I ended up doing uh, orthopedics for about five and a half years. So I was wearing a suit and tie and driving all over Indiana. And the whole time in the back of my head, just food and hospitality just kind of like continued to hold a space. And, you know, we'd go out to eat, you know, as orthopedics do. You go out to eat and go out to drink all the time. And, uh, and, and the whole time I just kept thinking, man, like this is, this is something that I want to do. Like this is something that I enjoy. And at the ripe old age of uh, 29, I looked at my dad and said, Dad, I, I think it's time. I need to go do something that I want to do. And uh, I stepped away and found the, uh, the, the avenue, I guess, if you will, to be able to purchase the building that we're in now. And at 30, or excuse me, at 29, we started remodeling the, the old shoe store and turned that into what is now 110. And that is the the start of 110. And then, of course, now we've ran an additional five years total. So that's how uh, that's how we went from from a young kid all the way to a young restaurant owner in Warsaw, Indiana. Right on, right on. And for those of you who uh, are listening, who may be curious where that is, if you go downtown and you hit the courthouse, just look east, right? Just look east and you'll see it. Exactly. Yep. We're on the east end of the courthouse. Right on. So um, as far as uh, so you're a Warsaw native, is that correct? Yeah, for the most part. Uh, I, I grew up in Pearson. So, you, you know, a, a one horse town just outside of Warsaw. We, right we did. We did. A lot. We had a couple gas stations and a subway in one of the gas stations. And that was pretty remarkable when the subway went in. <laughs> Booming metropolis. Anybody? Yeah. Who- Crazy, crazy. crazy. It, yeah. If you drove, if you drove downtown at the wrong time, you you lose at least six minutes of your day at the railroad tracks. It was yeah. disappointing. <laughs> um. So, uh, wife is she from the area? Is she from Warsaw? Yeah. So, uh, my wife actually, she's from uh, what she refers to as like the south side uh, of Chicago or the suburbs of Chicago. But truth be told, it's just northwest Indiana. Um, but we met, uh, we met when we were in Indianapolis and, uh, we've been married now for seven years and I suckered her into coming back up North to my old hometown to, to watch me run the restaurant. Right on. Now, one question that I get a lot is, uh, does the, does your wife work with you in the restaurant? And that is an unequivocal no, because we, we, before we opened, we sat down and had dinner. Uh, actually it was over at Noah Noah. 
and uh, and I posed the question to her. I said, "Hey, you know, in January we're getting ready to open the restaurant, and and I'm a I'm a big expectation style person. So I said, whatever expectations we lay out right now will be the expectations that we operate on for the, you know, for the foreseeable future." And uh, she goes, "Okay." And I said, "So whatever your answer is right now is what we're going to hold to." And she goes, "Okay." So what's the question? And I said, "Do you or are you going to work in the restaurant with me?" And she took a she took a sip of her glass of wine and took a deep breath and then looked at me and said, "I'd really rather not." And I said, "Okay." And from that point on, she uh, she has only ever joined me from the other side of the bar or at the tables. Uh, she's very supportive, but we we I I believe we're we're still married to this day in large part because we don't work together. That's my guess. Uh, so, you know, it, it's, uh, it works out well. She's actually a physical therapist for the local hospital here, Parkview. That's fantastic. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's, it's good though. You, you know, we, we both have, uh, we both have our careers. We both have our directions and, uh, and, and we're both supportive, but just, uh, we, we allow each other to do our own thing. Right on. What is, what does she think of Warsaw? She's been here long enough. She's probably acclimated. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, you know, at first it was, it was kind of a, a hard transition you know all, all of the typical conversations especially coming from uh so the town that she grew up in was actually called Lowell so she's over there by Merrillville and uh and a slightly larger metropolis if you will so that was kind of the biggest transition for her was just coming to a smaller community uh but but all in all you know there's there's a lot of beautiful things about Warsaw and especially Kosciuszko County of Yes, it is smaller. No, you're not going to have, <clears throat> excuse me. No, you're not going to have all the malls. You're not going to have, you know, all the shopping centers that you, that you may be accustomed to. Uh, but, but you have, you have such cultured individuals, especially in the business world that are trying to do things that are way outside of the expectation of what K County and Warsaw is. So you have all the boutiques that you wouldn't have, and you're able to build relationships with those type of owners that you couldn't do in, in, in a larger metropolitan area. So she's after seven years, um, we've, we've actually talked about it, you know, over just casual conversations, you know, what would happen if we decided to leave K County and she, she's, she loves it here. So she, she's found a way to make this her home, which has been really nice. Fantastic. Fantastic. We, we had a, uh, we had another person we were interviewing that um, coined the term adopted son of uh, of K County, so she's an adopted daughter. Sounds like she's taken to it. That's great. Yeah, no, K County is a really easy place to to fall in love with. You know, we, we have everything. I mean, you guys know this, but uh, for for the listeners, we, we have we have all the lake community that that exists, um, which is something that you just you can't match. You know, through the summer months, and and yes, the winter months can get a little tough, but they're only for two and a half months. It's not that big of a deal. You know, take a little bit of hibernation. Uh, enjoy your time inside and then get ready to get back outside in the summer. So it, it's nice to have all the different seasons that we do have. And, and uh, Warsaw is an easy space to fall in love with. You, you had mentioned um, the, the support of the community as you were um, working to build your business up. Um, yep. is there, do you have any shout outs? Do you have any uh, specific examples where you might, might be able to help uh, somebody who maybe is interested in, in venturing out and, taking a risk and starting a business? Oh man. Uh, yeah. I mean, oh my gosh, you, you know, we, we have the, you have the typical routes 
Um, you know, I'll, I'll even mention, you know, Alan with, with Kedco. That's a, that's a huge circle to be involved in. Uh, the Chamber of Commerce is great to be involved in. They, they were a fantastic resource when I was coming up. Um, I mean, the mayor, uh, literally the mayor is a, is a phone call away, which is incredible, you know, to be able to send the mayor a text message and say, I have a question. And he goes, yeah, we can definitely talk about it, you know. And then you get it in front of the board and, and you, you propose your thought and then they advise you on how to get it done. They're, literally everybody in this town is very supportive and very willing to help somebody get to where they want to get to. Uh, I, I couldn't speak poorly on anybody in this town. And, and not only that, but it's, it has more to do with the other, the other businesses. Like in the same industry, for, I mean, for me specifically, you know, I, I'm in hospitality, of course. There were already a handful of well-established hospitality-driven businesses in town. And when I decided to come into town, they didn't look at me and say, well, we want to shut you down. We'd rather you not be here. They looked at me and said, let's find a way to help him get up and running because it's going to develop who we are as a community. And, and that's a that's a big that, that's a big piece of like what I've held on to as an owner is. Competition breeds success and we need we need more. And we actually need to help our our own competition kind of not thrive, but but come up and, and create their own environment, create their own dynamic. Because at the end of the day, we end up benefiting from that growth as, as an economy, May, maybe not inside of our doors specifically. And I'm sure we could get into that on, a, on an entirely different podcast. But the, the, end, the end result is when we make our county or our community better for our guests or the people who are living here, we all benefit from it. So I, I think that probably is what surprised me the most was I, I had friends in Indy and Fort Wayne and Elkhart, Goshen area, and they, they're just blown away at the fact that we as neighboring restaurants or businesses are, are actually cohesive, that, that we, we, we support one another. We're not cutthroat. We're not trying to you know, cause havoc for one another. That's that's not that's not how K County works. K <laughs> County is it's just it's just a different world. It's just weird, and and most other communities can't wrap their head around it. I mean, we have, but between the four, I mean, maybe I'm rambling, and I'm sorry if I am, but no, keep between, going. The, between the four or five uh, major restaurants, we we have a text group that we're all in. That on any random Saturday or Sunday or whatever day are, you know, we have off, we'll message each other and just say, Hey, how's life going? What's the restaurant looking like for you? What are your struggles? Do you need staffing? Uh, a couple months ago, I was looking at looking to hire a general manager. And uh, so I literally sent a message out to all of them, letting them know. And they were all like, yeah, we'll keep our ears peeled, you know? And, and if one of their people, is looking to grow and they don't have a spot for them, then they would, they would offer them, they, they would offer them up to us, you know, as, as a personal growth for the individual and as growth for the business. And, and that's a, an amazing characteristic to have as a, as a group of business people in the same industry. But we see that through multiple industries in Warsaw. I mean, part of the reason that Warsaw is the orthopedic capital is because of that type of mentality is because we, we would rather just keep talent in K County instead of losing them altogether. So if it's not going to be with Zimmer, 
it might be with Depew. And if it's not with Depew, it may be with one of the other guys. It may be orthopediatrics or maybe one of the startups. But th- that that mentality is a big portion of what makes us who we are. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think um, you, you touched on something that's that uh, not a lot of people can recognize, but specifically the halo effect of driving traffic downtown. So if you get, uh, you know, you get some thriving businesses, everybody benefits. And uh, that's that's pretty phenomenal. Um, and that's definitely kind of the overarching strategy that I see anyways with um, the Warsaw area and, and K County at large is if we can just get people excited, you know, get them out and about and seeing all the fantastic things in the area. Everybody wins. I do yep. wonder, you know, Jason, with, with your perch, you know, as a downtown business owner, do you see, I mean, kinds of, I mean, are there amenities we're missing? Are there kinds of businesses that would fit well in the downtown area to help uh, help bring even more traffic? I mean, again, to, to just make that magnet even stronger that Jody talked about? Hmm. Well, that is that is a good question. We did um, have a suggestion on, on another podcast of a, a indoor rock climbing wall. So that, that's, that one's on the list. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think an indoor rock climbing wall would be would be uh, an attraction for sure. I think I think I'm going to generalize my answer a little bit more, Alan, instead of giving giving it like details from a business model. I think I'm going to say simply activities, uh, and, and I think things like the rock wall will fall into that. But the one conversation that we get, you know, and of course I'm focused on hospitality or the food world, is a, a big fight that we've had over the last, you know, 10 to 12, 15 years, somewhere in there, is trying to keep people from driving, from leaving our county to go to to a larger city to enjoy their their dining experience and and that's been a big piece for us in in hospitality and i think that's something that i still hear from an activity standpoint is that there's just not a lot of things to do you know um i'm going to use because i i live over on uh, fort wayne street so there's a frisbee golf course uh, not far behind me over on pike lake and like, I love the fact that we have a handful of Frisbee golf courses throughout the summer. Uh, summertime, we have a lot of activities. I, I, I would ask that we need to try to find activities in the winter that we can keep people involved in. Like, maybe, I, I know right now there's a, a big trend for the, the axe throwing situations. Uh, that might be a thing that would be pretty cool to bring to Warsaw. I don't know what kind of tra- attraction that would do, but, uh, but I, I keep seeing those floating around all over uh, new cities. Also with the, um, oh, what are they called? The escape rooms. The escape rooms are kind of a, a new thing. Maybe we need one of those in town. That might be kind of neat. So, so, I, I, so the, uh, the indoor that came up recently as well. What, what's, what's, what's the backstory here in the extra room? Where did that come from? The what one? Oh, the axe the throwing? Axe. Have you, yeah, you yeah, haven't seen another podcast as well. No, oh, apparently I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I, got, I'm I, got a, I don't know. I got to I got to uh, reinforce Jason's axe throwing thing. So I grew up uh, kind of a hillbilly throwing stuff around and shooting stuff. And and so uh, the idea of throwing axes and knives never wasn't that novel or unique. Um, but uh, I took my girlfriend over to one of these places and spent the, the money to throw the axes. And I was like, holy smoke, 
I forgot how much fun this is. <laughs> it is actually a good time. Uh, so yeah, it was uh, it's something where um, for as simple as it is, it's it's actually a ton of fun. I I, I think that's a good idea, Jason. Yeah, I actually haven't done it, but I've had I've had multiple of my friends who have done it as a group, you know, going out and and it's an it's an enjoyable, you know, like you said, Jody, like for some of us, uh, probably those of us that grew up, you know, in a in a space kind of like Warsaw or K County, we may have grown up throwing axes and and stuff because we are very country driven. Um, but we bring a lot of outsiders into Warsaw, and that may be a thing that that could uh, could thrive in Warsaw. Right. Well, and hey, I'm not uh, not questioning it, not not uh, making fun. Just something that, that I hadn't come across yet, and it has come up more than once now. So yeah. I think, uh, those I'd kind of unique happy. amenities could could really be uh, be able to help help bring more people into town, right? I'd I'd be happy to take you axe throwing, Alan. <laughs> All right, I'll put that on my yeah. list. I'm in. I'm in. Let's let's do it. Let's do a throwing uh, out. We we just we just shouldn't have any drinks before. I don't I don't think that'd be a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Good call. Good call. I uh, I had another. I heard somebody else suggest something, and uh, I can't get it out of my head. Um, particularly because I'm a I'm a Reuben addict, but somebody mentioned we're missing a good deli. Yeah, you know, man, I I hear so in the food world, I hear this one a lot. Um, I actually I hear this one a lot that we're missing a good deli. So. How am I going to answer this? I agree. I agree, Jody. However, a good deli is going to be is going to require a fair amount of foot traffic because there's not a lot of there's not a lot of room for profit. So a good deli has to operate on on numbers, and that 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 will be my that will be my uh, not argument against it, but that would be my suggestion on where it gets located is that it has to be very specific that there is a ton of foot traffic. And because we, we've we've tried good delis downtown before, uh, especially in downtown Warsaw, a uh, handful of years ago. I mean, my gosh, it probably would have been now maybe four or five years ago. We had the brown bag deli downtown. Oh, that's right. And, yeah. and, and they just they couldn't quite uh, couldn't quite keep that afloat. And 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 I, I got to know the owner pretty well and, and talked about some of the, the struggles and, and concepts, because when we first opened 110, we were actually more of a. We were actually more of a sandwich shop than we were what we are today, like today we're more of a fine dining uh, a dinner experience than what we were when we first opened. When we first opened, we barely did dinner service at all. We were more of an artisan sandwich operation, and we did lunch five days a week, and we did dinner three days a week. And over over the time, we realized that 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 was not necessarily the business model that we needed to be involved in. Uh, okay. But but I do agree that the need is there. I I don't know I don't know if Warsaw's ready for that one uh, to to thrive. I guess I'll say that. And 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 I I would love for them too to be because. My gosh, if we could do, if we could have fresh baked bread every morning and, you know, hand sliced cold cuts and, 
I mean, come on. Like there's, you know, homemade chips and homemade pasta salad. Like it's, it's simple. It's good. It's solid food. It doesn't cost an arm and a leg, but you gotta, you gotta move, you gotta move more than a hundred people through a day. So that means going maybe where the people are. I wonder if there's a way to have kind of a, uh, you got a kitchen to use for a lot of prep and then take it out on a food truck or something. Right. Right. Or no. you do, and you then, do. You do a deli, cleaver throwing, rock climbing wall. There we go. See, there you go. That's a mashup. I, mean, I like that. Not nothing speaks to rock climbing like a belly full of roasted beef. <laughs> <laughs> every time, every time I, I eat a Reuben, I'm like, I need to climb a wall. Right. Uh, it's fantastic. <laughs> I love it. Well, and we certainly, I mean, bottom line, we, we want to, you know, we help introduce people, more people to what we have in the area. I, mean, I hate to hear anecdotes about people that drive into town for work, see what's on US 30, leave town, you know, never know that kind of what's what's available, uh, you know, what's here. I mean, I think uh, we've all, you know, chosen either to live here or come back here. So, so we, we you know, we, we've bought in, but uh, we certainly want to be able to help more people find, right. find their, their way here, find the future here. And so, you know, something, Jason, you, you hit, hit on, we heard elsewhere, is that this is a community to lift people up, that uh, they have a dream, they have something they want to do to help help launch it and help them be successful. And I think we, we definitely understand. I mean, you know, it's it's not like uh, competition's a bad, a dirty word or something. I mean, you know, there's an anecdote that if, if there's only one lawyer in town, he or she's going to starve. But if there's a lot of lawyers in town, they'll do just fine. Uh, right. But, uh, right. But, but we do have a great restaurant scene, and we do have – how many places do we have where you can get sushi uh, in, in Little Warsaw or Winter Lake? I mean, uh, this right. is one example. No, I mean it, it's it, it is it is remarkable in, in its in itself, and and I and I agree that one of the biggest struggles that we have is is that thirty versus downtown thing. It is I feel like a lot of what makes Warsaw or or Kosciuszko County you know, what we are is going to be inside of the towns, not necessarily on, on the thoroughfares. And I think that this is a major argument with, with bypasses, you know, if you will, is right. how do you people to, to see, because our culture doesn't exist on the by bypass. Our culture exists in town or in the village or, you, you know, right. in, in, in the nooks and crannies of the city, not in, not in the easily visible area that that's not where your culture exists and and the question is is how do you get people to uh to stop for a second and, and check out the culture that's it's hard i, I don't right. i don't know the right and these uh, i mean these are not these are not amenities that are difficult to get to they're they're accessible i mean if it's trails frisbee golf um you know the the uh, we're on heritage trails uh, the new trails up in in syracuse a lot of these things are right in our backyard just better knowing about them Right. So that yeah, leads to uh, something we like to ask about. I mean, are there any other kind of well-kept secrets uh, that you've come across that, that you think of places that you enjoy in Kay County that uh, maybe others might not know about or be as familiar with? Oh, wow. That's a decent question. Um, well, I can okay. tell you. The, uh, the trail thing has been amazing. Um, it's almost like it's almost like geocaching for trails to me. Um, you know, everybody everybody's pretty familiar if they've got any familiarity with uh, Winona at all. The Winona Trail, right? Um, right. 
but there's all kinds of other trails I, I, I didn't even know about kind of like stumbling into them and they're all pretty thin quality um, well I, I was gonna say the the buyer trail um is is a trail that i i spend a fair amount of my time on because it's over by my house and i can walk the dogs and and i can jump on my bike and i can be over there pretty quickly so i i would definitely say the buyer trail uh that runs behind kch and over by pike lake it's it's a lovely it's a lovely trail to get on um the from a from a food standpoint i would say the thai house over on winona avenue is is an unknown space uh, i i wish more people would know about it i love the fact that warsaw has a, a thai restaurant at all uh, i mean that's that's amazing in itself um her flavors are great portions are insane and her price points are fair uh so i i i from a food standpoint i would definitely say the thai house i think the thai house is is a spot that needs to be uh, better supported um now on from a from just a an entity i i would say the ccac so about two years ago i got asked to join the ccac board uh via the mayor and i, I i'll be honest i mean like i grew up in in you know in the surrounding areas in pearson and and in warsaw and i used the ccac when i was a kid but Let's be honest, I didn't really pay attention or really understand what the CCAC was. I knew that it was the, you know, the county complex athletic center. I knew that. I, I understood that. I understood that that's where I played soccer. Uh, but I didn't understand what it was. And then two years ago, I joined the CCAC board. And, and my entire understanding of the CCAC has, has changed. And to understand one the the economic impact that the ccac has on kosciuszko county has blown me away two to understand the amenities that the ccac is offering to kosciuszko county has surprised me and and it's not just to members it's not just to leagues it, it is it's just a space where if you want to do almost anything athletic you have the ability to do it um, there's pickleball leagues, there's adult soccer leagues, uh, there's, you know, what, what, what an adult would call a beer softball league. Um, there's all sorts of stuff out of the CCAC and, and that has really surprised me. So, so those would be my three answers. The buyer trail, the tie house and uh, the CCAC are three amenities that I think are, are under, underappreciated in, in K County. Right on, right on. And just, I gotta uh, tell you Interesting side note, I was just on the buyer trail and I saw a fox. Just kind of right wandering around there. That was a nice little treat. Well, here here's a here's the crazy one. So you know how they have the little plaques and stuff uh when you're walking the, the trails? So over in the buyer trail, there's a plaque that teaches you why there are no mosquitoes in the buyer trail, which visually looks like a wetland. And I'll tell you that was information I did not understand, nor I can't even really wrap my head around it now because it is wetland. I grew up on the lakes. Everywhere there was water, there was always these crappy mosquitoes. But for whatever reason, out the buyer trail, none exist. And it has to do with I, I don't remember what the answer is, but it had to do with some environmental effect about the wetland and how it's handled that the mosquitoes can't can't live. Yeah, right. I actually really like that uh, they put the the seat uh, stone 
uh, terraform thing there with the plaque showing how it filters the water and allows the water to flow. That was pretty, that's pretty neat. Right. Yeah. What and were I'm you going to say? Oh, go ahead, Alan. No, go ahead. I was going to say the Thai house. Uh, yeah, I, I uh, couldn't agree more. The food's phenomenal. For anybody who likes uh, uh, flavorful food, check out the Thai house. Good stuff. Yeah, and and, and you uh, you don't have to get it spiced up, but if you do, understand that level five is very different for us than it is for them. <laughs> I, I've learned that at uh, at Biryani Kitchen as well. I've got to be careful. Yeah, I, I love spicy food, but there are definitely times where I'm like, you know what, take it to a five. And then I get halfway yeah. through my meal, like, no, no way. Like, I no. There's no escaping just, it, yeah. I'm done. Can't do it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and again, I'm just thinking as we're talking about this, I mean, there are some great resources to learn about what's happening. I mean, the Hooch and Nosh uh, uh, page, uh, the Visitor Center, Jill Boggs and her team do a great job, um, you know, all with their visitor guide on social media, elsewhere. I mean, there are great ways uh, to find out about some of these, these amenities and, and, and restaurants and things that are happening, but you know, I think we could all do more. I mean, just the word of mouth and just really being uh, able to talk up what we have and, and who we have uh, around us because it, it is I mean, it is different. It, it's something you don't find uh, a lot of other rural communities. Yeah, I, I love, uh, love Kosciuszko, that's for sure. I'm very happy that it's the first place that I put a restaurant. Right on. Well, uh, you know, one question we, we like to share with folks, um, and JC might need a moment to noodle on this one. Um, you know, what? Now that you, you get your business business owner here, I mean, you're part of the community. I mean, you've seen this community from different places: Pearson, Warsaw, uh, being, living elsewhere, coming back. I mean, what what's your vision for the community? What do you see, and where would you like to see the community in five or ten years? Mm, where would I like to see the community in five to ten years? I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to sit on this one for a second. Yeah, we can uh, uh, take time. We can. We can. Uh, so in post production, we could add in some, uh, some kind of like uh, you know some some music or kind of like the Jeopardy music or, or that crazy scene in uh, Mighty Python: The Holy Grail where they have the intermission. Oh, you you should you should definitely do an, an Alec Trebek tribute. And and just just install the uh, the the Jeopardy music here, in in honor right. of him passing. So <clears throat> the I, I would say this, you know, Warsaw uh, has had consistent leadership for uh, for for an extended period of time with Joe being our mayor, and and I think he's done a really good job. And recently. It's, it's feeling like a lot of dominoes are starting to connect or fall, uh, which is great because for, for a lot of the planning process, it's a lot of conversations, it's a lot of talking, it's a lot of, um, I, I guess you'll call it the idea stage. But I feel like we, we're starting to transition into, into actions. You know, we're completing, uh, we're completing projects like, um, like the Market Street um, operation by like the buffalo street operation those are those are all starting you can see the ball rolling on those those are not no longer just prints or or uh proposals those are actually happening and so i i guess what i would like to see is i would like to see the evolution of what those become and i would like us to stay invested in those and and i think a lot of times both businesses and and probably 
society or not societies, but economies, uh, large or small. Sometimes the planning process is the enjoyable part. And then once you once you get it, then you decide to go plan and do something else. But I think we really need to invest in in those tasks that we've been trying to fight for for the last 10 years and really invest in the production of those instead of maybe jumping to the next one right off the bat. And and I know that there have already been some conversations about like connecting more bits and pieces. And I and I get that. But sometimes you, you'll watch economies do these developments and then they'll put some money into it and then they'll just kind of stop promoting it. And then it kind of settles out and it kind of dies a little bit. And I don't want that to happen. So for me, I, I guess I would like to see I would like to see the continued growth in the direction that we are going. And, and maybe that's a weird way to answer this question. Uh, because I'm essentially saying I would like it to stay on the same path that it is currently, but right. we'd like to see the same commitment that we're putting towards those projects that we are right now. I'd like to see that being there in five to 10 years. And, and I think that uh, that'll make a big difference. I mean, for us alone, the Buffalo street development, you know, with our location of where the restaurant is, that that's going to impact us, that that's going, that's going to be a good piece for us. And, and I think we need, we need that to be developed and, and whether, whether there goes another restaurant in, you know, um, around the, uh, the ice, the ice rink or not, it doesn't matter what we're on Buffalo street, the, the housing development, the entertainment development, that's all going to impact us. And I just don't want that to go to the wayside after it is developed, I guess, is, is my thought. That's well said, and that's what um, you know. Coming over from Fort Wayne a couple of years ago, I mean, to see that the persistence that they've had, the resilience they've had, uh, focusing on a, a blueprint they created, you know, more than ten years ago for downtown Fort Wayne, and they've just kept, you know, working at it. They're actually updating it right now, but um, some early, early projects like the uh, the, the Parkview Field, the buildings around Parkview Field, uh, the Ash Brokerage Building. You know, now that's that's led to a lot of other development, but I think based on your point, they they stuck with it. And uh, kept right. kept building around it to get critical mass, get some density. Yeah, and and of course you you'll have to make adjustments. You know, like I know, I know right now we're starting to talk pretty heavily, and and it's this didn't just come out of nowhere. It's yeah. been in the talks for a long time, but but the Argon the Argon Street development and and how that plays in, but that's always been a part of the Market Street development, and that was always we always knew that the Market Street had to exist for Argon to exist. Um, you know, because if you did Argon without the Market Street, then it was it was on an island by itself outside of Winona. So, right, right. so that that's all that's all part of it. But I just think we need we just need to stay committed to what those developments, like what what we thought or said that those were going to do for us. We need to make sure that we make them do that for us, and right. and not make them be a, a nice desert that nobody is attending. We need to make sure that people are down there. And, and that will make a difference. I mean, the the Buffalo Street development, uh, I'm super excited about it. The the Market Street, we, we've already seen major impact on the Market Street development just by redoing the street. Uh, yeah, you can see that for sure. I mean, just houses, housing prices increased. Uh, more people were willing to remodel their homes. And, and they feel like it's it's more important to have their house look appropriate instead of just run down. 
and and that's all just a snowball effect. I mean, that that's not even the government going in and saying, hey, you need to do this. This is just people taking pride in their own facility because the government decided to improve their street. Um, like that that's that's an impressive snow, you know, trickle down effect. But um, I mean, to me, it would just be continued growth. I, I just think we need to continue to grow. Uh, of course, that there's all these different arguments. Do, do we get more housing? Do we get more things to do? Which one do we do? And, and at the end of the day, in my opinion, that's a strong pendulum. Uh, I, I think depending on the year, depending on the time frame, depending on the economic status that the, the city and the county has, I think that that just flows back and forth. Uh, depending on the day that you ask me, yeah, I might tell you that we need more housing right now. And then in six months, I might tell you that we need more things for the people that we brought in. And I think that's just a pendulum that jumps back and forth as you're growing as a community. So I don't think there's a singular answer to that. But but I know that they're both a problem. Like that they're they are a problem together. Is that one, we don't have enough houses <clears throat> for for the growth of, of our population. And two, we don't have enough for the population that we have to want to stay here. And and that that's just an ebb and flow back and forth that I believe will slowly continue to increase. But that is a problem that I think all cities and municipalities have at no matter what your population stage is, whether you're a 30,000 population or you're a 3 million population, it doesn't make a difference. You, right. you always have a growth in population. And then when you have a growth in population, you don't have enough either houses or things for them to do. And, and that's just that balancing act there. So I am curious, um, you know, we're seeing a lot more interest in talent recruitment of being able to tell our story, get more people to think about moving to the area. Um, you know, you can either move here, work here, move here, you know, work remotely anywhere else. Um, I guess I'm, I'm curious if, if that, if there's anything around the restaurant hospitality sector that we should, we could talk about or, or focus on. Um, this is getting kind of in the weeds here, but I mean, is it is it realistic sure. to think that hey, we need more more people, you know, working in the hospitality sector, and that we could make a good case to get folks to come over from a larger market or another other market because of the kind of places we have available? Yeah, it, the the answer is yes. I, I I believe we should make a case for it. Um, I think talent recruitment is a very important conversation in general, and. I, I would like to think that businesses work internally for talent recruitment themselves, but if we could have a network that was also working externally for the talent recruitment industry, <clears throat> I think that that definitely could be beneficial to us. Uh, it, it is it is a struggle right now where, where <clears throat> you want to talk about employees. If you find an employee in K County that enjoys hospitality, you're lucky to have them for maybe two years okay because they're they're gonna they're gonna go fight to go to a larger city almost immediately and and oh, I, okay. I've, I've i've had this happen like if if they're good at hospitality and they love hospitality or if they're good at cooking and and they want to be uh you know a prized chef they're going to drive to a city almost as fast as they can and so part of it i think is Going back to the whole conversation of housing and things to do and population, it's the same type of conversation where we do need more restaurants so that there's more ability for these people to grow 
inside of our own community instead of there just being one really nice restaurant where they go, well, I work there, so there's nowhere else for me to go. The only place I can go is out of town. Um, So that would be the first, you know, argument. And then the second one is getting younger people to be interested in understanding that hospitality is not necessarily fast food. And, and that's not, that's not what restaurants are. Restaurants are not just Arby's and McDonald's. McDonald's and Arby's are a stepping stone in the restaurant hospitality world. And you can certainly start off there as a 15, 16 year old, and they'll get their first, you know, two or three years. And so, so now you're, you're helping the job pool and, you know, from the fast food industry, they're getting their employment staff. And then when they're done with them after two or three years and it's time for them to grow, then they slide over to an independent restaurant that's respectable. And then maybe they slide over to after two or three years, they slide over to an independent restaurant that is now considered high end. So now you've 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 done two things. One, you've allowed that person to continue their personal growth as an individual. And two, you you've kept them in our in our community improving themselves for the last eight years so it's it's dangerous to keep people in our community that are not improving themselves but if they're continually improving themselves inside of our community then our community is now becoming a better community because this is the person that makes up our community and then that cycle just rolls all all, you know it continues to uh to roll on so we, we do have the things like the blue apron which i think is great uh, but I, I don't, it, it's almost treated as if it's a, if, as if it's a school, I mean, it, and it is a school thing, so that, that's why, but it's not, I don't know if it's necessarily like their choice, but I, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Um, I don't know if it's their passion or if it's just a schooling thing. And, and that would be a, a big thing for me is, is how do we get, how do we show passion and drive for hospitality? as an employment op- opportunity instead of just something I did because I had to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there was a way to improve the celebrity of the hospitality industry um, and kind of um, enable people to have a better appreciation of the art associated to um, that business, um, it would imp- I think it would improve, you know, People's no, I, I, uh, engagement, you know. I think that was well said. I, I you, you used a word um, celebrity, and and I and I do think that that's part of it. Where, I, I mean, because even growing up for me, um, you, you know, you asked me earlier to, to give my story, but I, I left a few pieces out. But there were growing up telling people that you worked at a restaurant like even my dad and I, and I love my dad to death and, and we have we have a very good relationship but even when I was growing up working in the restaurant there was always this underlying belief system of when are you going to get a real job and 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 I ne- and I never understood why that was a thought now you know my my dad was was comfortable my dad was well off he had done very well for himself in orthopedics but I never understood why restaurant and hospitality wasn't considered a real job. And, and, and that just never made sense to me. I, I love, I love catering to people. I love the, the look on their face when they come in and they have an amazing meal or they're celebrating an anniversary. And this is going to be literally 
drilled into their head for the rest of their life that they ate dinner with us on their 15th anniversary in downtown Warsaw, Indiana. That's a memory that will stick with them forever. That that ability is is unlike any other. And I, and I don't understand why that, that there's this underlying belief that that's not uh, that it's not a career or a fulfilling career. And and that's part of what I wanted to change. That's part of the reason that I went into it is because I wanted to change how people looked at it. I wanted people to look at me and say, no, this guy isn't doing this as a as like a passerby. He is doing this because he likes it. He wants to be here. Like that that was when I used to work with Scott Woods over at Noah Noah. Scott Woods, he he literally loved the craziness of hospitality. He loved the fact that some person would come in with 55 different allergies and we'd have to find a way to make them feel as comfortable as the next person. Uh, he loved the fact that people would lean over the fish, the fish case and just, you know, yell back into the kitchen and be like, hey, boys, what are you going to make me tonight? Like, we loved that interaction. And I never understood why that wasn't considered a, a, a real, a real viable job, I guess. Which it's, it's just crazy to think about that in, in day and age where you have the Food Network and you have, I mean, you know, there are very few shows I watch consistently. One of them is, is uh, well, a couple of them, the Anthony Bourdain shows, I mean, which is all about travel and, and uh, cooking and, and hospitality and experience. And, and it's not like we have this community where you just happen to have this kind of one restaurant that really shouldn't be there, but it is. So we got to, you know, it's kind of cool to go there. It's, we have this entire food scene. And, and you know, even up in Syracuse, for example, there's something like 30 restaurants in Syracuse. Including some of the fast food places, but still, I mean, there's a whole lot of options and just things that you wouldn't find, and so a whole lot of economy there, and a whole lot of, frankly, talent uh, in our area to celebrate uh, and creativity. Yeah, no, I mean it's 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 a thing, and and I I've always been a, a firm believer of uh, the arts will, will help create economy. Uh, in, in any capacity, whether it's whether it's food, whether it's music, whether it's um, you know tattoo parlors or or right. literally artist galleries, I, I I believe I believe the arts help create a little bit of culture for for the community and and allows the people to make a choice at where they want to spend their money. And so I, I to me it's it's a very big important piece to the growth of anything. You know, you you asked earlier what is the the future look like right now let literally last night i was leaving the restaurant and walking down the eye the the alley na neighboring business who's who's a new tattoo artist uh very nice guy his name's nathan um super respectful i i've enjoyed every interaction i've had with him and he's in the alley painting the back of one of the buildings he's doing a, a mural on the wall and and I just walked up to him and I said, hey, I said, is this something you're doing now? He goes, yeah, you know, I've, I've got some free time because of COVID. And I said, yeah. So this is great. And and I said, I just want to let you know, I absolutely love it. I think we have we have so many canvases in Warsaw that these should all be saying something. They they should all be showing something. They shouldn't just be brick buildings. They can be beautiful, you know, whether it's, I don't know, whether it's, it's um, environmental pictures, whether it's. Uh, he, he was using the term action uh, art, which is 
so think of it like he was drawing a a, a bald eagle and it, his whole premise was is that somebody could be taking a picture and it would look as if the bald eagle was carrying you like through the air type of thing um but but i guess that's a it's a whole mural thing that they're they're doing but it, it's just that kind of stuff i think it starts to round out what it is that makes our community exactly well and, and you know it gets to something that i think about and, and i look for is are people kind of waiting for someone else to do things or are they just you know picking up the brush and doing it themselves uh so to speak you know that that, that quote from I think arthur ash you know start where you are use what you have do what you can and uh it is. Uh, it's fascinating now to see and hear about murals coming together. I mean, there there was a, you know, official kind of uh, eleven county mural project this summer where each each county, right. you know, worked with a different artist and had a mural. And so there's a great mural on the south side of one of the buildings along Buffalo Street. But you know, now I wonder if it gets people like Nathan thinking about, hey, I can do that too. Or Mark uh, Mark Echo and his that's a beautiful mural back in his building exactly. uh, over on Lake Street. And you know, hey, what, what could each of us do to contribute and uh, just just help to create more of that activity? Um, and, and then over to the next person, right? Not waiting for someone to, to take change at all, but we each do our own little part. Very cool. Right. I love it. Well, hey, we uh, this has been a great discussion. I, I think we could keep going. We may have needed to schedule a part two of this podcast, to be honest. But um, you know, we always we always do wrap up. We always have a cliffhanger question. Uh, Jason, want to run by you. Uh, you This is the Clearly Casiasco podcast. Again, uh, highlighting some of the things that are unique and different and special about our community, our people that are here, uh, places that are here. You know, so we do want to ask, as you think about just Clearly Casiasco, that great tagline that the Lilly Center for Lakes and Streams has helped to to bring forward for our community. I mean, what what does the phrase Clearly Casiasco mean for you? So... I'll I'll be honest, Alan. I had not heard that until you had prepped me on that about 25 minutes ago. Uh, but I will. So wh- where it hit me almost immediately was the the simple idea of clarifying what Kosciuszko actually is, and and I guess the reason that this is the the understanding that I fell on was because as a restaurant owner uh, in Warsaw, Indiana, I have a fair amount of conversations with individuals who don't know a lot about Warsaw. And one of the one of the underlying thoughts or statements that I've received more often than not over the course of six years is why is something like this in Warsaw? And in the back of my head, I kind of chuckle and I kind of think to myself, why is something like this in Warsaw? And then I think, well, why isn't something like this in Warsaw? And then then I connect the dots to understand it. And this is going to your point. What does clearly Kosciuszko mean? Well, to me, it means let's explain to people what we actually are. Because most people don't know what we are. Most people don't understand why a restaurant like mine can exist in Warsaw. They don't, they don't, they don't know the ins and outs of what Warsaw is to understand why it made logical sense for a restaurant like Cerulean to make it 10 years or a restaurant like Noah Noah and Spikes to make it 25 years. 
they don't have a clear understanding of what Warsaw is or Kosciuszko County is. They don't have a clear understanding of what our lake community is and what that brings to us. They don't have a clear understanding of what our orthopedic community is and what that brings to us. There isn't a clear understanding of what Kosciuszko and Warsaw and Winona and Syracuse and all of the surrounding. There's not a clear understanding of what we actually are. There's there's a misunderstanding of what we are. So to me, the term clearly Kosciuszko is, you know, clearing away the muck, um, drawing a, a, a cleaner picture of, of what we are, what we're capable of, uh, what what Indiana and the surrounding states should look at us as. Uh, to me, there, there's, you know, just locally in Indiana, there's there's no reason that Kosciuszko County is not on par or fighting for a style of reputation like Carmel in down in uh, down by Indianapolis. There there's zero reason that we are not literally an island on our own out in the middle of nowhere where somebody goes. You you won't believe what it is. You go right because we have all of these things that most people don't understand the the economic impact or the involvement to allow us to be what we are. So to me, it is clarifying what. Kosciuszko County has the ability to be or currently is. That is such a great perspective and frankly something I had not thought through uh, previously uh, about how to look at clearly Kosciuszko. Um, and it, it does lead me to think first, you know, first of all, good enough isn't good enough, right? So we got to tell our story. We got to gotta keep working. But, um, you know, everybody sells. Everybody has a role to tell the story. And uh, uh, if we haven't told it yet, Hey, there's an opportunity ahead for sure. All right. All right. Awesome. Well, Jody, over to you. You want to bring us home? Jason, thank you so much for your time. As usual, great talking to you. Um, yeah, pleasure. For anybody who wants to have, and I can say this without any doubt, the best steak uh, or that, that unique experience of appreciating somebody who is a true food artist, somebody who will make not only the best food, but also provide a incredibly valuable experience. Um, check out 110, check out Jason, he's a great guy. Um, they do superb with, uh, with everything that they touch and uh, I encourage everybody to go check it out. I also encourage everybody to come check us out. <laughs> <laughs> we, we would, we'd love to have everybody. And in, uh, in COVID right now, like I said earlier, our, our hours are just on the little bit on the funky side, uh, but we're hoping we get out of that sooner than later. So, uh, but check out our check out our website, check out uh, check out our Instagram. We're very active. Uh, Facebook page, you can find us at one one zero craftmeadery.com and uh, follow us on social medias, and uh, we'll keep you all posted. So we appreciate it. Thank you, guys. It's great talking to you. Thanks again. Hey, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks, Alan.